This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. All right, you guys, I feel like I'm like off to the races now. (laughs) Episode three, and this episode is all about how to never diet again. Now, I did... On my national Instagram, I was doing some lives for a while and I, I asked the audience, I said, okay, the next topic will either be how to start a business or how to never diet again. And I thought for sure that the answer was going to be people wanted to know first how to start a business because that's basically you know my background. I own a business and I run a business and um, I'm a business major and all the things. I was shocked that everyone wanted to do how to never diet again over the business one. I mean, they wanted both, but that one won. And it made me realize like, okay, this is more of an issue and a topic for mostly women, but men too, that consumes us. And it really does because what we eat is constant. It's throughout the whole day every day, continuous, and it really does start to get to us. So I really wanted this to be one of the first episodes that we do. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a scientist. I am just a person that has been hyper interested and learning about our food system and our healthcare system for years. And I think it's just an inherent interest in me. I mean, I used to listen to science lectures when my kids were babies. You know, that's not like normal people don't do that. I get that. So I know I just kind of have this interest in me to learn more. But also the more that I've learned and I became a mother and all the things, I've seen how broken our food system is and our medical system, especially in the U.S., And it drives me crazy. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this hard, but it is. So it's been a struggle for even someone like me that has seen how broken our food system is from a decade ago, 15 years ago, whatever. And so I know it's a struggle for all of us. And I've tried all the diets. I went vegan. I've been vegetarian. I've removed gluten and carbs from my diet. I've removed dairy from my diet. I've done all the things. And of course, none of them work. We already know that. But I really wanted to understand more what does work, right? Because you get to a point where you're like, I just want to be healthy. And I don't want to think about it. And I just want to be healthy. And that's kind of the point I started to get to. And what had happened was I was already pretty healthy. So at the end of college, 
I cut out soda. I was addicted to soda. And then I also soon after that cut out fast food. I haven't had fast food in over a decade, which for some reason is shocking to people. But considering what we know about fast food, I don't know why that's so shocking. Um, No, I've never had Chick-fil-A. I could care less about In-N-Out. I know most Californians are so excited about In-N-Out coming. (laughs) And like no judgment at all, but it's just not my thing at all. I I just cut it out and I, I know too much. I can't go back. And then when me and my husband started dating around 12, 13 years ago, we also started eating organic and non-GMO back when everyone thought we were crazy. Like friends and family were like, why are you going to pay extra for tomatoes just because it says organic? Like it's a marketing scheme. You guys are so dumb. And I remember being like, but if you understood why it's organic versus not organic, you wouldn't think it's crazy. So, you know, we were really kind of ahead of the game with a lot of healthy eating before it became the norm and before it became quote unquote, like cool. You know, so we had already accomplished all of those things, but there still was this inherent struggle to like, you know, whether it's to like lose weight, lose baby weight, um, you know, keep consistent with the gym and the diet so that you have, you know, a certain, you know, level of where you want to be at, focusing on health, muscle, all the things, right? We all know that the challenges and I got to a point where I just needed to not worry about my weight, not worry about my health and just be able to live and work and be mom. And my breaking point was holiday 2018. So what had happened was I launched my store Lemon in holiday 2017, the year before. And I launched as a pop-up shop in an actual brick and mortar. And then after that pop-up shop did so well, we launched our actual store and 2018 was the first real year holiday season where we had an actual brick and mortar, if that makes sense. But I already knew how crazy it was going to be and how busy it was going to be because I had done that original pop-up. And at the time, we didn't have a lot of staff. I want to say there was like three or four of us total working the store. We gift wrapped. I mean, it was, we were very, very busy. And I, going into it, I was like, okay, I do not want to be stressed. I I had little kids at home and I really wanted to not go into the new year feeling out of shape and overweight, period. That was my concern. So I decided I was going to quote unquote eat clean. And what I did was I limited animal product. I could only have animal product for one meal a day. I eliminated dairy. I think I completely eliminated dairy, if I remember correctly. I reduced gluten, so I would only have a little bit of gluten because I love sourdough bread. And then I, no sugar, no crap food, and I ate very plant-based. As much fruits and veggies and beans and all that as I wanted. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about working out at all. I didn't work out at all holiday season of 2018. Now, to be fair, I had little kids at home I was running around with. And when I'm at the store, you're on your feet the whole time. You're running around. You're helping customers. You know, we're cleaning. We're merchandising. We're opening boxes. So I wasn't like sitting at a desk. So I do want to make that clear. But I stopped working out and I just focused on business and family. And that was it. 
So it really came down to this clean diet. I did it November and December, and then I continued it in January until me and my friends were going to Vegas for the market for the show, which is basically a big thing you go to and you can buy for your store. So I took some friends, we all went together and that was at the end of January. So I did this for almost three months and it worked. I lost weight. I probably also lost muscle and some water weight. And I also, the best part was I didn't feel bloated. I felt very like flat tummy, light. I just felt really light. It was a really good feeling. But it was extreme. I mean, no dairy, basically no carbs. I mean, it was an extreme, it was a diet, okay? Like we can call what we want, but it was basically a diet. And coming off of that, some of it I really loved and naturally wanted to continue. And some of it, eh, not so much. But I just knew like, okay, it worked enough that I feel this good and I did it for that long. So that was key one. And then what happened was I went to go get my smoothie. I used to go to the smoothie place close to the store. And those of you that know me, I would basically create my own smoothie. I would take a smoothie that they had and I would edit it a lot. (laughs) They should have just made a new smoothie for me. And it was chock full of good things. It was kale and spinach and broccoli and pea protein and like all the banana and like all these things. And I was ordering my smoothie like I always did. And there was a guy behind me with his either girlfriend or wife. You know, there was a couple. And this guy was, you know, he was bigger, like taller and muscular and, um, you know, typical in shape dude. And I order my smoothie and he goes, oh, that smoothie sounds really good. Like I need to, I want to try that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do pea protein instead of whey protein because I try to stay away from whey protein. It's not good for you. And he goes, oh yeah, I completely agree. And then he told me his story. And basically his story was that he was a very typical CrossFit guy, pounding protein, pounding meat all day long. He went to a typical checkup at the doctor's and they ran blood work. And they told him that he needed to change his diet and his lifestyle or he was going to die. That's how high his cholesterol was. And, you know, other parts of his blood work came back in a very negative way. And he told me the story and I was like, wow, okay. And he said he basically did a complete 180 and went vegan. So, I mean, imagine this muscular, in shape, tall, big guy. And he's like, I'm vegan. And I was like, wow, okay. And that's a huge, that's two. We went from one extreme to the other extreme. But I really think if I had to guess, he probably did the extreme to really kind of clean up his diet and detox his body and then probably went a little more neutral later on. But at the time when I spoke with him, he was vegan. So he wouldn't touch whey protein anyways. Whey is made with, um, I believe, milk. And I'm, I'm a little bit lactose intolerant, so I try to stay away from milk products a good amount. So that was a big part of it for me, but whey in general is just not good for you. So anyway, so we're talking and I'm like, wow, okay, so this is interesting because in America, we are being told constantly, protein, 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 protein. You want to be healthy, eat your protein. And I just think we take it too far And we also eat really unhealthy protein. So like the sausages and the bacons and the, you know, um, deli meat. I'm like, what's processed? Hot dogs, right? It's like, but even if you're eating really clean, lean meat, I don't think we're meant to be pounding it 
all day long. You know what I mean? Like if you just think back in the day with like the hunters and gatherers, how much meat do you think that they actually hunted and were able to eat day to day to day? Like probably not that much, right? I don't know. So that's like my thought process on that. And I was like, okay, so this is interesting. So he took it too far and was almost killed himself. And I think Americans in general take everything too far. So I was already in this notion of like, okay, when I did this diet in 2018 holiday, I limited my animal intake, my animal product intake. So it wasn't just meat. It was all animal product. Um, so what I did was one meal a day, I could have an animal product. So it would be like if I had chicken in my salad for lunch, then for dinner, it would be like a veggie chili and I wouldn't have any animal product in that chili. And I think that was part of why like my stomach felt flatter and I just felt less bloated and digestive system was better because processing meat in particular is really hard on our system. So that's another big piece of it, where if you're pounding this meat all day long, you know, you're you're killing your system. Your system is on overdrive constantly. It's a lot easier for your body to process, you know, a, a bell pepper or a strawberry than it is a piece of steak, right? It's like kind of common sense at this point. So this is where I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something with like eating protein, eating animal product, but not as much as most people are, and then mixing in other protein like lentil and beans and that sort of thing. So that was kind of where this came to be from doing this holiday quote unquote diet. And then, you know, hearing stories like this guy's story. And then soon after that, I'm at the store and my go-to kind of morning is lots of water get my smoothie, and then I bring with me a banana and a bag or a container of um, green bell peppers. I love bell peppers. So I would have my smoothie, my water, and then if it's slow later on, like mid-morning, getting close to lunch, usually it slows down, I would have um, my banana and then I would have my bell pepper. And then when the girls come in to take over, for example, I would then go and eat a meal. It just depends. Every day was different with this this line of work. So I'm at the store. I have my banana and my bell peppers. And this client, this customer comes in that's, you know, an acquaintance kind of friend. She works in the fitness world. And she sees my snack. Again, one banana and a container of bell peppers. And she goes, oh, honey, that is way too much sugar. And I was like, What? is she talking about? (laughs) Now, of course, banana has the sugar. That's a given. But I'm thinking to myself, this is a fruit and a vegetable. Like if you're going to shame someone for that, then we have bigger issues in our food system and in our world. And she said, she said, you know, bell peppers have a lot of sugar too, even the green ones. And I started to go down this path of like, oh my gosh, how much sugar is in the banana? How much sugar is in the bell pepper? Let me research it. Let me Google it. Da, da, da. And then I, I stopped and I thought to myself, this is ludicrous. If you can't eat fruits and vegetables, then, you know, we're screwed. So 
I immediately in that moment decided I'm going to eat plant-based. I'm going to stop with all of the noise. I don't care how much sugar is in the food. I don't care how many calories are in the food. I'm not going to weigh my food. I never did that, but I know people do that. I'm not going to worry about anything other than two things. One, I want to eat as much as I can natural from the ground. That's eating plant-based, which People get confused with plant-based and being vegan and vegetarian. They're two completely different things. You could be a vegetarian and eat Oreos all day long and you're not being healthy. But eating plant-based, you're trying to mostly eat natural items that come from the ground. So you're going to pick a potato and a rice over a pasta or bread because the potato and the rice is natural from the ground. You're going to eat fruits vegetables, um, you know, lagoons and um, grains, nuts, that sort of thing, all natural from the ground as much as possible. And then the second thing I focused on was the quality of my food, which I had already done for, you know, years, which was eating organic, non-GMO. And then I added more to this as we go. I'm going to tell you. But A lot of people don't, okay, so GMO, let me back up in case you don't know, is genetically modified organism. So it means that they're doing something in a lab to your food and then they're giving it to you. So it's just straight garbage. And then obviously eating organic, I hope hope everyone knows at this point, is that they're not spraying your food with like pesticides, Roundup, chemicals. They're not putting additives into your food. They're not putting natural like flavoring and um, dyes. A lot of dyes like Red 40 and all that would never be considered organic and things like that. I actually, um, I, I got red vines from Whole Foods the other day. They were a different flavor. They're like berry or something. And they were like a light, lighter red. But the reason Whole Foods was selling them was because they were made with beet juice instead of Red 40. And I brought it home and the kids loved it. And I thought to myself, why can't they make all red vines with beet juice? I mean, we know why. It's because that's more expensive than using the red 40. And they think that they can market to kids better if it's like a bright red versus a light red. Which I can tell you as a parent, as someone who works in marketing, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, my kids could care less if it's clear, they're, if it tastes good and it's candy, they're going to eat it. So I, 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 got, I got off on this rant and I forgot where, why I even brought it up. Um, oh, it's like adding all this crap into our food. Yeah. So that's eating, you know, organic versus not organic. So that became my two things. And it made me feel like I don't ever have to diet again. When I go to a restaurant, I just try to remember to eat as plant-based as I can as natural from the ground as possible. Um, When I am making food for the family, I think in that way as well. When I order groceries, the same way. And then you can eat as much as you want. And that was big for me. I'm a big eater. I think I eat more than most of my friends. I mean, I just remember even being younger in my 20s, going out with my friends to dinner and then going out to the bars. And I would like, devour my food and like eat the bread and butter and like I just love eating and I don't 
I've always been like this. So any sort of diet or anything that was going to like restrict how much I could eat was never worked for me. And I feel like most people can relate to that. And also I think it's good for your metabolism. The like if you're restricting your eating, your it hurts your metabolism. So you're really doing yourself a disjunct that like, like you're really you think you're doing something good by restricting yourself, but what you're really doing is lowering your metabolism. And then when you do go to eat, like it's it's a mess. I know people that have destroyed their metabolism, and I don't even know how you come back from that. I, I'm sure you, there's ways. I've just never even thought about it because it hasn't been an issue of mine. Um, what else was I going to say about this? I feel like I could rant on about this stuff forever and I'm going to go all over the place and I'm going to get super confused. Um, oh, th- what I was going to say is the other reason this is important, especially for women, is the week before your period and the week of your period, did you know that you're meant to eat more calories than the other times of your of the month? I just learned this not too long ago, and it explains a lot. When you're ramping up to get your period and then you're on your period, you're you're tired, you're moody, you know, you, you might feel like sluggish with cramps and back pain and headaches and that sort of thing, but also your body is craving more food, more calories. So eating this way, you're never restricting yourself, you're actually listening to yourself and to your body and you're eating as much as you want you're just eating within this parameters of okay as much as i can i'm gonna eat this way and then if i go to like a kid's birthday party and i have a slice of pizza oh well or if i go on vacation and i you know have a piece of cake all good but day to day i'm not eating like that and that's kind of the key and you're not restricting how much you're eating. And then from here, I kind of had another aha moment where I was like, okay, the healthiest diet in the world is the Mediterranean diet. I'm Persian. I'm 100% Persian for those that don't know. I was raised very Iranian. We ate a lot of Persian food, still some of my favorite food for sure. And I just thought back to like, my childhood and how I ate growing up and just the Mediterranean diet as a whole. Why is it deemed the healthiest diet? And here's my two cents. First off, we eat meat. We eat a mixture of foods, but the way that we eat is very balanced. So you're going to get like kebab or typically we do stews. And in the stew, there's meat, but there's also like lentil and there's vegetables or there's like a um, celery stew that I love and it's celery with a bunch of greens and chicken. Um, there's gorma sabzi that's famous, everyone's favorite. And it is usually like chunks of red meat, um, like good quality meat, lean meat, and then lots of greens and um, red kidney beans. And you put these stews on rice and you typically have it with Greek yogurt. And then we usually do a very healthy salad. It's typically called Salat Shirazi, which is cucumber, tomato, a little bit of onions, some, you know, um, mint and seasoning and um, lemon juice and maybe a little bit of olive oil. I mean, hello, how healthy is that? It's like my favorite salad too, by the way. 
But if you think about the meal as a whole, you've got meat, you've got dairy from the Greek yogurt, you've got um, your carbs, which is the rice, but rice is gluten-free. So like there in and of itself, you're doing real good. And then you've got other protein that comes from like the lentil or, you know, the red kidney beans, that sort of thing. And then you've got your vegetables, the greenery that's used in the stew. And then you've got your salad. It's very complex and complete meal, you know? And then you think about eating in America and you're like, okay, you had pepperoni pizza. Like you're screwed. That's not complete in any way, shape or form. (laughs) You know, even if it's gluten-free pizza, like you're doing yourself a disjustice. So that really got me thinking even more that I'm on to something. I'm like, okay, so if I eat as much as I can plant-based, I'm basically eating the Persian diet. The Mediterranean diet is basically what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, Another way to really look at this that can give you kind of eyes wide open to the facts and what I'm trying to explain here, me and my husband were traveling. We were in Greece and we were at a hotel and it had an all-inclusive breakfast. And I mean, think about, um, you know, the breakfast they give you at hotels here in America. This is, this is the breakfast that was included with the hotel in Greece. We were in the, um, on the island of Mykonos. And we go the first day to this breakfast. And I, was, I wish I took a picture, you guys. It was glorious. Open the door to this little like eating area. And they had watermelon, tomato, cucumber, feta. They had this beautiful flatbread that looked like it was freshly made. They had honey. They had nuts. And I thought to myself, this is how you're supposed to eat. This is how you're supposed to start your day. And then you think about how we start our day in America. Cereal, chock full of sugar, just like drenched in milk. Um, Pancakes, waffles, bacon. Eggs are good. Eggs are good. I think um, Persians do eggs too, but usually it's a a hard-boiled egg. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, We do muffins bagel and cream cheese like why are we starting our day with this crap like no 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 so persians are you know and greeks and mediterranean diet is basically what i'm talking about they're having the hard-boiled egg they're having the feta cheese but they're also having like this array of other things i mean think about i remember my mom growing up she would always take like the lavash bread very thin put a little bit of feta put some walnuts on it and then eat that like a little sandwich and like how amazingly healthy is that by the way feta is a really good option too if you're trying to limit your cow product intake um because it's made with goat milk usually i love feta feta is a good one so this was it this this everything i just told you brought me to the conclusion of this is how i'm gonna eat and i'm never gonna have to diet again i'm never gonna have to think about it again I mean, I think about it in the sense of like, you know, I want to buy proper groceries for the family and I want to try to create good, complete meals if we're trying something new. But overall, this is how we eat now and it works. The other thing I added were a few other things as time went on. One, I did a hair and saliva test. I think it was during COVID and it came back with um, high levels of soy. And I was in shock because I was like, high levels of soy. I don't drink soy milk. 
Like what I eat edamame? Like what, where do you get soy from? Like it was the most bizarre result ever. And I started to research the foods that we were eating. And sure enough, there is soy in everything. There is, it's usually in frozen foods. So there was like these chicken taquitos I used to get that were frozen and I would just pop them in the oven for me and the kids sometimes. Organic, non-GMO. I thought I was being healthy. Chock full of soy. And soy is a bond. So it keeps things together. So you're going to see it in frozen food. You're going to see it in bars. A lot of bars are full of soy. Um, Organic, dark chocolate. I was in shock. I'm like, I thought I was being healthy. And here I was just pounding soy in my dark chocolate. So that was very eye-opening and also very frustrating because I think a lot of these health companies use soy as a filler because they can't use other crap, other preservatives and chemicals. And I get it. I mean, you have to substitute it with something, but soy is not the answer. So if, you know, health food companies, I'm sure you've seen it in your numbers the last few years, the more and more people learn about soy, the less we're eating your products, period. Um, another thing to keep in mind with soy is if you are vegan and you are eating a lot of these like fake foods, like the fake meats and the fake eggs and the fake cheeses, unfortunately what they do is they add in lots of chemicals and preservatives and soy. So you think you're being healthy and you're, you know, uh, this is, this is why I think being vegan is very hard to be vegan and be healthy is very hard. I mean, you are on forever diet if you're doing that because you really have to analyze what you're eating. And a lot of these vegan friendly foods, unfortunately, they replace the animal product with crap. So Soy was a big one. I tried to eliminate from our diet as much as possible. It's really hard though, because it truly isn't everything. The other thing I've recently learned a lot about in the last year or two are oils. So here's kind of the rundown of what I've learned. Olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, and then there's an oil called he oil. I think it's it's G-H-E-E he oil. These are the four oils that are good. So if these oils are in your snack foods or in any food that you're buying that's already prepared, oils to obviously cook with, stick with these four. That he oil I've never tried before, but I've heard it kind of has a buttery flavor. So if you're looking for to get kind of that buttery flavor in your food, then that would be like your go-to. But unfortunately, a lot of our snacks even with them being organic and non-GMO, they're using these bad oils. And again, if it's not one of those four, it's bad. I mean, they, you know, and it's, it sucks. Like seed oil is what it is and it's bad. So unfortunately that eliminated even more foods that I would normally buy, especially with snack foods for the kids there. But But here's the good news. Once you know all of this and you eliminate that stuff out of your grocery buying and out of your home, then you just eat freely. I mean, I got, um, there are these potato chips I get that are made with avocado oil. They're just avocado oil, sea salt, and potato. Those are the ingredients and that's it. I have no guilt over eating these chips. I eat these. I actually love getting Greek yogurt and dipping the chips in it. 
like my favorite. Which, by the way, Greek yogurt has a lot of protein. So if you're looking for other protein options away from just meat products, um, look at Greek yogurt. I get Strauss is the best brand, in my opinion. It tastes good. It's high quality, organic, no added sugar, and chock full of protein. I believe oh, I should have looked before I started doing this episode. I'm pretty sure it's like 12 grams or something crazy. It's really good. So that's like my go-to evening snack, and I have no guilt. I'm eating potato chips, and I have no guilt. I don't know a single diet that would allow you to eat potato chips. But when you really look at it more logically, and you're like, it's potato, natural from the ground, sea salt, and then avocado oil. All good things. No issues there. Eat it all day long. So I just think eating this way... It just saves a lot of time and energy. It lets you just relax on other times where, you know, if I do, I, you know, have a cupcake at someone's birthday, I could care less. It's okay because I know 95% of the time I'm eating like this. So it allows you to not feel any guilt when you do eat the crap because it's so minimal, you know? And I do think with our food system being so broken, we really do have to put our money where our mouth is, where we can really show these companies that we don't want to be poisoned anymore. We don't want to have to worry about what we eat so much. There's a reason why in the 50s and the 70s, they were able to eat whatever they wanted and had no issues. You know, they didn't work out. No one worked out in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. They were, And they ate bread. But that's because our food system wasn't completely ruined yet. So I'm a big fan of shopping in a way that really shows that I'm not going to buy the crap and I'm not going to put the crap in my body. Uh, once in a blue moon, will I buy the kids goldfish on a road trip? Sure. But majority of the time, it's a hard no. That stuff does not come through our house. And a big part of it is because I want these companies to know that you're losing business and us, especially as parents, want a certain standard for our children and for ourselves, period. So that's kind of my rant on that. But, you know, it's true. I I, I often get the pushback from some people that will say, well, you know, We ate goldfish when we were kids and we're fine, but our food system was different then too. Did you know that GMOs became legalized in the United States in 1996? That's not that long ago. That's, I was in fifth grade. They legalized GMO in our food in the U.S. when I was in fifth grade. And you know, by the time they, we know, they legalize it and they actually widespread put it in our food, it takes time, Right. So we probably didn't start having this stuff regularly in our food until I graduated high school, if I had to guess. So it's not the same food. Unfortunately, our kids don't get to eat the same crap we did because it's different. And it's really sad that it comes to that, but at least we we know the information and Here's the deal. If we stop buying the Doritos, Doritos is going to go out of business or they're going to have to change their product. If we stop drinking the Pepsi, Pepsi's going to go out of business or they're going to have to change their product, period. 
That's just business 101. So as much as, you know, people are addicted to these foods and it is a true addiction. I mean, there's something in Oreos. I forget what it is. I should have looked this up. Um, but it does literally make you addicted to the product. So it makes you crave the product consistently. So if you are eating Oreos, you're addicted to them. That's the only reason you go back for more. And it is a hard thing to break. So I think unfortunately, a lot of especially Americans are addicted to these products that they don't even allow to be sold in other countries. There are a certain number of ingredients that the U.S. has allowed into our food system that, for example, Europe has banned. Which, you know, this this is the kind of eye-opening stuff that once you know, you know, you're not looking at the different diets, you're looking at the whole picture and you're able to go, mm-hmm, I got it, you know? So I hope that that is helpful. Maybe you had some aha moments in there or some reminders. I think even just planning to talk about this today was such a good reminder for me. I was ordering groceries last night and I want to, I'm really ready for like the plums and the peaches and the nectarines. We're almost there. You know, we're almost to spring. It's almost that season, but we're not there yet. And they had not organic nectarines and I almost bought them. And then I remembered obviously why I don't want them and I didn't buy them. But it's hard because there are times where, you know, you want strawberries and organic is sold out or not available. But you learn to go with the seasons. You have your own garden. That's a big one. You learn to shop local, farmer's market, farms. And you you really start to look at the food system in a way where not only are you putting your money where your mouth is, but you're putting your family's health first and your own health first. And that's what I did when I didn't buy the nectarines last night. So um, other things I want to point out that are incredibly important outside of your diet that really do factor into whether you go on yo-yo diets, whether your weight goes up and down, and other health things, other health factors. So number one is obvious move your body, exercise. We all know exercise is important, but for me, one thing I also have done is I've I've changed my mindset from exercise and being a gym rat to um just moving my body. Period. Maybe it's a walk with the dog, maybe it's playing basketball with the kids. Maybe it is going into the gym and doing cardio, weights. Um, I have a Legree machine that I'm obsessed with, which is kind of like a Pilates reformer, but way better, way better workout. I love it. If you don't know Legree, look that one up. Um, But it's just being active. It's figuring out a day-to-day life where you're moving your body. I, you know, if you sit at a desk job, figure out a way to stand up. I used to take the stairs all the time when I worked corporate. That was my little trick where I would take the stairs and I wouldn't take the elevator. And you know, it was minor, but I'm sure it added up to something good. I tried to be active in the yard now and help my husband do things outside. Um, I try to, you know, clean, fold. I just try to be really active. Even if I'm having a, a slower day, I just... It's a mindset, you know? So it's not just, oh, I worked out for an hour. It's just, 
learning to move your body with intention. And one thing that a lot of us forget is stretching. Stretching is so crucial to just having healthy mobility in our body. And I'm an ex-gymnast, so I've always been big on the stretching where if I don't stretch that much, I notice it. I notice not just tightness, but it starts to give you pain. You feel it in your neck, you feel it in your back, you feel it in your hips, and it can affect everything. So that's a big one. The next one is water intake. I didn't talk much about what to drink. We just we just had a whole talk about never dieting again, and I didn't bring up liquids. And a major reason for that is that I mostly drink water. I love water. I don't even understand how people don't love water. It blows my mind. I think if you don't like water, you're probably addicted to something else. I was addicted to soda until I cut it out after I graduated college. So I understand having that addiction to something like that. Obviously, I think a lot of people are addicted to coffee. I read um, this book called Skinny Bitch. It is an older book. It does talk about being vegan, but very, very interesting, eye-opening book from, I think, about 15, 20 years ago. And one of the first chapters the ladies talked about, if you wake up in the morning and you need coffee to wake up, you have a problem. And that stuck with me for years because they're not wrong. If you can't wake up without coffee or some sort of caffeine, you're addicted and there's, there's a problem there. So I would definitely look at soda or all caffeine. And if you are regularly drinking it, I would look at reducing it or removing it altogether. For me, I knew I had to just eliminate soda because I couldn't have it occasionally. That's how much I liked it. (laughs) That's how addicted I was. So um, I basically drink lots of water. I love my smoothies and I love tea, but you know, it's not an everyday thing. And alcohol is very minimal for me. I usually drink alcohol if I'm out on a dinner date or I go to an event or I go to a concert or that sort of thing. Rarely would we ever just like drink at home, just me and my husband. It's just, I don't see the benefits. I'd rather eat my calories personally. I just don't get it. So, I mean, but I think water intake is super important. So I would definitely make a conscious effort to drink a lot of water. Um, Lemon water is obviously great. A big thing is to have good, clean, filtered water. So when we moved into our new house, we did a full house filtration system. And so we've got clean water in the whole house. So whether we're taking a shower or if you want to fill up your cup in the bathroom sink, it really has been life-changing. I still to this day look at my husband and will say the best thing we did was put that system in place. (laughs) The best thing. So, and it's not even that expensive. I think it's like $5,000 or something. Um, The next thing is sleep. I honestly would say sleep is more important than anything else because when you don't get quality sleep and you are tired, then you are going to make bad food choices. You are going to crave the crap foods and the carbs and the comfort, quote unquote, comfort food. You know what I'm talking about? Mac and cheese and that whole thing, biscuits. Um, I also just think it affects you all the way around. I mean, you look tired, you 
affects your whole system. You don't want to move your body. You get sluggish. You don't want to work out. I mean, it's like everything comes down to sleep. You're, you know, you're, when your mood changes and your mind feels foggy and cloudy, it affects your relationships. It's just, it's a bad thing. So I would work on sleep first and foremost, 1000%. And then vitamin D, getting natural vitamin D from the sun, I think is absolutely crucial. Not only is vitamin D really important for our immune system and being deficient in vitamin D could really wreak havoc on our health, but did you know that if you're deficient in vitamin D, then you might be deficient in other things? For example, for your body to absorb magnesium, it needs vitamin D. So there are lots of people that are vitamin D deficient and magnesium deficient, which is wild. Like it's all connected. So unfortunately in America, we've been taught that the sun is bad and you know, you don't want to get skin cancer. You want to stay out of the sun, but we've took it to the extreme and we do need natural vitamin D from the sun. Sunscreens are incredibly toxic and have lots of ingredients in it that are cancer causing I I researched this years ago when my kids were babies and I use beauty counter sunscreen. I haven't researched sunscreen since then, so I'm sure there's there's more products available and you know, they're not paying me to say that. That's just what we use. I use it on the beach, I use it at the pool, I use it if we're going to be in the sun for hours. But other than that, we don't use sunscreen. I want to absorb the natural vitamin D from the sun and I think we've been fed a lie that, you know, oh, even 10 minutes in the sun, you need sunscreen. No, they're just trying to sell you stuff. (laughs) They want you to just buy their crap. And it is really hard to find sunscreen that is effective um, and safe. So, you know, once you find it, use that. But make sure you're getting your vitamin D, your fresh air. It all kind of goes hand in hand. And then the last thing is just to look at your stress levels Unfortunately, stress can do all sorts of bad things to our health and it can cause us to stress eat. And again, when we're stressed out, you're not going to want to eat broccoli. (laughs) You're going to want to eat cake, right? Like big difference. So looking at the stress levels and just reducing them for just overall better life. But it really is important because you could be doing all the things right and then have this heavy stress over you that creates anxiety and other issues. So looking at it, eliminating it, and moving on, life is just way too short to be stressed. So that is it. This is how I make sure I don't diet ever again. And I really hope that there are pieces of this episode that are helpful and can help you live you know, your higher best self without having to worry about food or diet or you know, what's in your food and is it causing cancer? So that is it. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm just so excited to be here and be doing this once again. And I can't believe that this is the third episode already. Thanks guys.